Hi everyone, it's Jen DeWall, and on today's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast, I met with Dan Casper, the CEO of Wishlist Rewards. During the episode, Dan shares how Wishlist Rewards is changing the way organizations recognize and reward employees to offer more meaningful and experiential rewards. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. On today's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast, we are talking to the CEO of Wishlist Rewards, Dan Casper. Dan, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Jen. It's been a pleasure and been looking forward to this uh, this podcast for quite some time. Crestcom is definitely known as a thought leader within the talent space, the leadership space. So it's fun to be able to come and talk to someone who is equally as passionate about people and teams as me. Yes, I love that we're going to talk about this. I mean, for those that don't know you, can you just briefly introduce yourself and tell us what Wishlist Rewards does? Of course, yeah. So my professional career actually started in special operations with the Navy. So I was molded in a place where teams uh, were everything. They're actually the difference between life and death. And that's something that I've kind of taken with me, even though I'm not working in that environment anymore. So with special operations, uh, your people are your weapon system. So I'm not in the cockpit of an F-35 right. strike fighter. <laughs> Uh, I'm not at the helm of a destroyer. What I have is a team and that team needs to come to pull together to be able to solve problems in very dynamic environments. And that's something that I've really taken with and by value. So um, after the the Navy, I was working at Airbnb on the trust and safety team. So we helped to make the platform safer for users. We had like a a proactive team that would work with analytics and work with machine learning to flag certain behaviors that were good and let those through. They would work with certain behaviors that were malicious and, and flag those out. And then we would send all the Amber's team or people to kind of review those. And then we had a reactive side. So if anything did happen, we worked to solve that. And now, of course, at Wishlist Rewards. Uh, so I've been at Wishlist now for about three years. Uh, we're in the people software. Uh, we're an HR technology company, specifically within the rewards and recognition space. And we've created a platform to help organizations accelerate performance, increase engagement, and really improve retention. And we're really passionate about people. So excited to kind of chat through some of those themes and trends that we're seeing in the market today. Absolutely. I mean, every company, if you really want to retain your top talent, you have to have a rewards and recognition strategy. That's the only way you're going to retain them. And I you know, that's a strong appeal or attraction for anyone to join an organization. So I love the mission of what you what you do. So specifically, what does Wishlist Rewards do? How do you help organizations, you know, re- or improve engagement or reduce turnover? Yeah, absolutely. So our, our mission and mantra comes from Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you remember in like fifth grade when you learned that, yes. um, you have yes. the bottom <laughs> tier, which is, hey, am I breathing? Uh, next, <laughs> next tier up is, do I feel safe? Uh, that third tier is is our mantra, and that's where we come in, and that's love and belonging. And so what we help organizations do is help connect to their people. It's about feeling like they're a part of a, tr- a tribe, feel like they belong somewhere, and they're a part of something greater than themselves. So they're able to move up that ladder to reach that self-actualization. Um, rewards and, and kind of the gift-giving process and also feeling a part of a tribe is something that's been core to the human condition for millennia, right? If I were to give you this water that was sitting in front of me, I would feel something giving you that and you would feel something. So what we're doing is digitizing that for a modern era with modern workforces that are working remote or have multiple offices. Uh, we're helping teams to feel connected in a meaningful way and doing so uh, with some core concepts and psychology that's been around for thousands of years. That's a lot, right? I mean, when you really break it down and think about it, 
you are helping people connect. And we spend over a third of our lives in our jobs. And I know as a background in coaching that what people really want is to be seen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something that we, we all value. We all strive for. We want that feedback. We want those opportunities to improve. And that's where rewards and recognition are so important because it is based off of one of our human needs. I love that that's something that you focus on, but you said the word love. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right? Some people are still afraid of that word. Why do you think people are afraid of that word? Um, I think it's weird for people to bring a love or a sense of uh, a love into the office. To Traditionally, I feel like there are two different things. You keep your personal life, and that's the love traditionally, the love component. And then you, you keep your work a professional space. But intertwining the two, I mean, we're all humans, right? We have this human element. Right. And being and disconnecting that, I think, actually removes a, a piece of compassion and passion from your work. So love, I think, does actually fit, as crazy as that sounds to some people still in today's workspace, in the work environment because it's the passion. And I want people that are passionate on my team because that's how we fuel um, high-performing teams. I love that. Love and passion. And we had an author that wrote a book, Steve Farber, he wrote a book called Love is Just Damn Good Business. But really, like love is a great way for us to do it. And rewards and recognition are the great way to actually show that you love and value your employees. So how have you seen rewards and recognition strategies evolve over the last five years? Yeah, I'd say in the past five years, they've changed quite dramatically. Uh, first and foremost, they're becoming a lot more popular in various industries outside of technology or startups. Uh, you know, traditionally, you think, hey, the executive chef, the the cool rewards and perks, um, that's only, you know, these you know high-funded uh, startup companies. That's not the case anymore. We're seeing that really across the spectrum, numerous industries, and, and it's cool to see this catch on in more than just kind of one segment. Um, the digitized environment. So a lot of times in the past, even in the past five years, you would have rewards and recognition done in like a catalog. So now we're seeing the trends really evolve to the space of being digital and global, um, going to your to your tablets or also your mobile environments as well. So being able to build that in as part of your daily life, because it is that important. It's about connecting to your people and being able to do that simply. I think the power of choice is really uh, becoming important and more important. We've seen trends kind of moving towards that over the past five years. A blanket strategy of handing out pens to everyone in the office isn't working anymore because right. people are so different and, and diversity is so important to your team's overall success. So being able to have a power of choice where what is meaningful for one person and they can select that may not be to the next. So kind of having that and building that into your solution has really been important. Um, automation, I, I see, is really changing over the past few years. These strategies take a lot of time if you want to do them well. Um, and so being able to leverage the power of technology and build that into a people software I've seen um, is, is, is really predominant, kind of unfold itself over the past few years. Um, and it's less, I also feel around things that sit on your shelf, plaques or trophies, and more about experiences. That's something that uh, we're also passionate about, about telling stories. And so that's something that's um, the rewards and recognition space is coming off shelves and more into the world around them. I, you know, going back to thinking about <clears throat> the power of choice and that rewards and recognition, the maybe older philosophies around that were, we're going to give you this pen or we'll give you a crystal watch or a crystal plaque or, I mean, I definitely have received some of those things mm-hmm. that when I left the company, they never came with me. <laughs> Why? Because what am I going to do with them? And they don't mean anything outside of the company. Yep. And so I love that you're creating an opportunity for an organization to be meaningful by giving people the opportunity to choose their reward. Is that right? 
They get to have that like opportunity to say, this is actually what I want to work for. Exactly. And that's some of the cool things about using technology and some of the solutions out there um, is you get a choice, right? Your employer can say here, here's a reward um, or here's a recognition. Your reward is tied to that. And now you can go out and choose what's meaningful for you. So it's, it's good from the, the employer perspective is, Hey, you know, it was a meaningful recognition. It showed, you know, kind of what they accomplished, the impact on the business. And then also they're able to select from, you know, any of these experiences, whether that be from skydiving or a bucket trip to Thailand or a spa day, something that's meaningful to them. I want to go to Thailand. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, why can't we go? I mean, I really want to go there. Hi everyone. It's Jen Dewall and I just wanted to drop in with a quick note. Do you lose staff due to burnout? Do your leaders have the skills they need to deal with the stress of working in a fast-paced, ever-changing environment? With Crestcom's Leadership Development Program, your team can see measurable results that are proven to change behavior. See why our program has reached over 1 million individuals around the world and counting. Unlock your team's true potential and give them the tools and skills they need to manage the challenges of tomorrow. Contact us at Crestcom.com so we can help you develop your leaders. And now, back to our podcast. You know, the big talk around generations, especially recently, there was the hashtag, okay, boomer that came up, right? We know that we're still talking about diversity in the workforce in terms of generations, but what impact has the millennial and Gen Z generations had on recognition and strategies? Because we know that they're starting to maybe push the needle on a lot of things within organizations. So how have you seen them impact? Yeah, what we've seen is what has been successful in the past isn't anymore. Um, so really the need to adapt and evolve your recognition strategy is, is what is being successful now. Um, some of the things that those generations are, are kind of pushing the boundaries on, and I think in a healthy way, is they're looking for intentional recognition. Uh, they want to see how their work is connected to the mission and vision of the organization, not just a blanket thank you, but what impact do I have on the organization? So that's something that's really challenging the boundaries of, hey, how do we do this better? And how can our recognition be more meaningful? Um, I think from my perspective and from being in this space for several years, we're learning to see that it's less about like a points-based system or currencies um, and more about this meaningful recognition. So it's about saying thank you. These, these generations aren't really care about a point that's going to sit in the ether system for a couple of years. They just want their team to, to see the work that they're doing and feel valued. So that's some of the more recent trends, actually, even in 2019, we're seeing a significant shift. Um, they're more team-centric. Um, and these generations are looking to pay it forward. So uh, let's say, hey, Jen, you did a great job for this podcast. Um, here's, a, here's a recognition. Well, there was a bunch of other people like Christian sitting in the room, too, that also helped you out. So they want to be able to build into a platform and pay it forward, say, hey, this is thanks, but Christian helped me out. Right. So some of those concepts, I think, are very interesting to see. And then they want it to be sh- shareable on social media. Um, that ties into the experiences. Um, or that meaningful recognition that they got from their boss, they want to add it to their personal brand. And this can also be beneficial for employers because it's going to be tagged to their company. And who doesn't want to work for a company that allows, you know, Sarah to go skydiving on the weekends? Right. Well, and you see a lot of a lot more companies doing hashtag life at, let's say, Crestcom or life at wishlist rewards. There is so much of a branding opportunity for employers to show people how they treat their people. No, it's not necessarily... I would say off-putting to give people that opportunity to advertise for you. It's a great way to show that you care about your people, right? It's not just fake press. You're actually putting your money where where your mouth is and you're giving people these opportunities to grow and have those experiences. 
And I do love that, you know, millennials really do. They want those experiences and they want the team. And I love that you called out Christian because maybe now is a perfect time to say that in every podcast, there is a man named Christian sitting in the room with me and he does do a lot, right? And it is easy to always acknowledge either the, the loudest voice or the person that you see, but really there are always people behind the scenes that there's no way the quality of something could be even as good as it like could ever be without that individual. And it's important for us to recognize that we have to see the people that are behind the scenes, whether or not in Christian's case, they want to be seen. <laughs> so for our listeners, we have Christian in the room feeling really uncomfortable right now, which is totally fine for me, but not fine for him. <laughs> no, But I, I mean, I do like that. I think that millennials and Gen Z have also said that you know, what does $100 mean to me today? Because I would rather have you give me an opportunity to have that experience for spending the $100 instead of just giving me $100. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's the memories, it's the impact, like, wow, look what they did for me. How did, you know, it's a great thing. And it does bond you with your company because you do feel seen by them. I love what you guys are doing. I think it's so important to the success, the mental well-being of people in the workplace, because mental health is important and rewards and recognitions are great ways to overcome that and help people know that you really do produce value. And I like the way that you're talking about how, you know, they want to know or millennials want to be able to connect and have more meaning. Well, they just want to know big picture. And that's something in the rewards and recognition space that I think Companies can do better at. You can do better at being more transparent and giving, even though it might seem like it takes a little bit of time, explaining more to help people buy into your mission and truly understand why they're a value to your organization. So I'm going to go on to my next question. What are the benefits of investing in a rewards and recognition strategy? Like, what are the benefits to an organization? Why do it? Because apparently there are still some that don't do it. So why, what would you say to those people? Why should you have a rewards and recognition strategy? Uh, to me and to really all successful companies, you should be thinking that people are your biggest asset, period. Um, and that goes across the board. You could have the best business idea in the entire world, but I promise you, you will not find long-term success if you don't value your people. Um, and that is super important. And I'm so excited that the, the business world is starting to catch on to this. And, it, and so it's fun to see that people and as people software is really catching on and actually people investing in that before it was kind of this really nice to have, but no, especially with unemployment rate being the lowest it's been in quite some time under 4%. If you're looking locally in Colorado, it's 2.8%, super low. Right. So you want to attract and retain those excellent people because again, your team is what is going to build your company. So these types of strategies, some kind of recognition reward strategy um, is, is essentially table stakes for me at this point. It's a need to have. However, not all strategies and all solutions are, are created equal. In this case, I would be looking for solutions that are going to offer that automation, which we talked about earlier. There's so much technology out there. Make sure your HR software does that, too. Yeah. How can you make it easier? I, that is one of the challenges is you might know that you've accrued points, but if you don't know how to use them or they don't even have the right offerings, why does it matter? I mean, am I getting this right? Am I saying Absolutely. what like the, the benefit of, of I mean, it is? Yeah. So there's, there's multiple ways that you can automate this. One of which is just integrating to your HR software, which is something that is super important. You have all this data that's already kept up in your HR software. You should be looking for solutions that plug into those and can automatically trigger events um, on the reward side for, let's say, life anniversary or excuse me, work anniversaries or birthdays or some kind of major reoccurring event, 
Um, and then also you need the performance side too, because you have those automated events you want to trigger for, whether it be a company, you know, turning 20 years old, but there is the performance side too. So having kind of a both in tandem, I think is super important um, to the automation play. Yes. I wanted to ask this going back to the experiences, but I think we might get through that. No, we won't. What can you tell me a little bit more about the experiences that yeah. Wishlist Rewards has? Because the the Thailand trip sounds really, really appealing <laughs> to me. And I think other people would want to hear the type of rewards and recognition that you offer mm -hmm. if a company should choose to, you know, inquire and have wishlist rewards. Yeah. So on the rewards side of the house, we have about 3,500 different local experiences. So for that, thank your brewery tours, thank your skydiving trips, think renting a Ferrari and driving that around the track. Um we also have access to about 10 million different live events. So that's your sporting events, that's your theater, that's your concerts. Uh, we have access to about 150,000 global hotels, so it can help you with a staycation or if you're going to on a trip. And then we also have like a travel program. And this is actually our fastest growing product line. Um, companies we're seeing want to invest more for milestone anniversaries, that five year, that 10 year. They're getting away from the luggage and now getting to trips. So it's something we facilitate. Uh, we have an in-house concierge team. Um, that helps book these, some of these bucket list trips. So we've had people go to Thailand. We've had people climb Kilimanjaro. Uh, we've had people go to Iceland and, you know, climb some volcanoes. So it's just, a, it's kind of a gambit of, of things that you can do and check off your bucket list because of your company. Wow. All because of your company. So I could be there for five years. And if my company had it, then I could maybe go to Thailand. <laughs> I want to take a sabbatical and go to yeah. Thailand. I mean, who doesn't? I definitely have friends that whose organizations have offered a sabbatical, but I feel like that is still something that's few and far between. That's a luxury if you work for a company that does that, but so nice that you're able to make that accessible to more people because we know, and I know from working a lot with millennials that experiences are what matters most, right? Mm -hmm. We know, and as a millennial myself, we know that there were different economic triggers that came in. There's different events throughout history that have made us really focus on what we're grateful for and living and getting the most out of our life while we're young, while we can. And I think that, you know, employers are kind of being, let's say, nudged mm -hmm. to start to accommodate that desire. Because again, that, that plaque on the wall is just not going to do it. And yes, they're proud of their tenure there, but the plaque isn't necessarily meaningful to them in the same way that a trip would be in the memories and how much that deepens and strengthens your relationship with your organization. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's some of the cool things, too, from the employer standpoint is, yes, you're investing in this trip, but it's a story. You're creating a story. And we talked about things that have been core to the human condition is storytelling, right? So if you're going on these trips, you're going to be taking on social. It's going to be a part of who you are and being able to bring that back. And then you're telling the story like I was able to do something on my bucket list because of you know working for this company. Now, that is something we're sharing. And yes. so you're able to build a brand around the, the storytelling and something that people want to do. I mean, what I, what I really appreciate these new generations is their value on time. To me, it's the most valuable resource in, in the entire world because you have a set amount of time. Right. Um, and so they're like, yeah, I could have $100 or I could go do X, Y, Z. And so these solutions now that are coming to market that are centered around creating those stories and how to share that together and creating a community off these shared stories or it's it's fun to see the traction we're getting. Yes, I love that it's bucket list, right? I mean, maybe if I earned skydiving, then I would try it. <laughs> I think someone would need to drag me up to a plane <laughs> to actually be have the courage to be able to do it. But how do people, in your opinion, like to be recognized? Uh, I'm going to give you a lawyer answer, and it depends. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh, that was really helpful for our yeah, listeners. Right, right. Thank you so Please much, write Dan. that one down, everyone. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, there's a couple of things I think are important, but there are, of course, things that need to be catered to individuals. I think the important components to this are, are that our recognition is, is timely. So it's not something that's done two weeks later is, hey, if you did a good job today, get that out today. Take the 30 seconds. Um, and saying that, take that 30 sec- the seconds, it should also be simple. So whatever system or platform that you're using to be able to send out recognition, it needs to be part of the culture and it needs to be simple. So even though you're doing all these things in your daily life, you can take that 30 seconds to have a timely recognition. And I think what is also um, very important to successful organizations and how they're doing recognition is showing the impact. So it's not just thank you, it's thank you for doing X, it achieved Y, and here's the impact it had on the business, here's how it affected other teams. So get a little more granular, take that extra time to be able to show that impact that a person has on the organization. I love that. Build in the what, you know, how people truly see. Just because you're saying thank you, you did a really good job on that project doesn't land as much as thank you, Dan, for taking time to be diligent, do this research and prepare for this so we could deliver a great presentation to close the sale with this client. You know, it's yeah, give a provide a little bit more of feedback when you're giving recognition so people can really truly envision themselves because the younger they are, the less likely that they may have the ability to see the big picture or to see what you're seeing. So it's another great way that you can help them develop their strategic thinking skills by showing that even though they may not think their job has a huge impact, that it actually really does to the company's success and the overall strategies that they want to achieve. That's exactly it. I mean, I think so frequently working in a business, even myself, you get sucked in to your work and you don't see kind of the, the higher picture and what you're working on, even though it may seem mundane how it's connected. So having, you know, what could be even at the specialist level or some entry level, uh, what they're working on changes the business. And so being able to connect that to something larger, um, especially with the new generations and their trends we're seeing and what drives people and motivates people, um, that's really having an impact. And the engagement of, of company, the culture of a company, and just overall successful teams. Right. I love it. It's, you know, it's recognition for all levels. And I just, I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with talking about big picture because it really is one of those soft skills that aren't well developed. But I think recognition is a great way to help people develop that skill, especially if they're new to your workforce in those entry-level specialist roles. Hi, everyone. It's Jen Dewell, and I just wanted to drop in with a quick note. Do your managers know how to build an effective team? Can they create an environment where teamwork is encouraged while setting appropriate benchmarks and delivering projects on time? Are they able to align expectations so their team works effectively toward common goals? You hired the right team. Now let us help you develop them. Crescom offers a robust leadership development program that focuses on results. Each month, participants learn and apply key leadership skills and tools that will unite teams and drive organizational growth. We are serious about accountability. After each class, we help participants apply those leadership skills in group coaching sessions. Are you ready to take your leadership development to the next level? Contact us at crescom.com so we can help you develop your leaders. And now, Back to our podcast. What are the challenges organizations face in implementing rewards and recognition strategies? You know, there's still a lot of companies that um, don't feel this is a need. Um, so I think that's the first step. And I think that's drastically Why don't they think it's a need? Uh, to me, it comes down, I know it's ROI, right? It's what is the ROI? What is the ROI? And we can talk about ROI. I mean, there's no, numerous data points that I can pull and talk about uh, that's going to show ROI and rewards and engagement 
strategies. However, there's also people, right? And people aren't this kind of binary component. There are so many different kind of fuels and inputs that equal outputs. And so why I can talk about correlations between rewards and recognition strategies, them being successful and how it impacts your people, there's still this great component because is it an exact match? Maybe not, or maybe it is. Um, So I think that there's the human element makes this piece of kind of the hard ROI that you see in financials or data. It's a little bit different or it's a little bit harder to to get to. Yeah, it's harder to calculate, like in some respects. Mm -hmm. You know, it's we complicate it, I think. I think we complicate rewards and recognition at work and we ignore it. But I bet the same people that ignore it and don't think that it's a value in an organization are probably the same people that are using a rewards and recognition strategy to get the behavior from their children. I would probably argue the same thing. (laughs) You know, it's where they with no value for this here. If you're doing, and and it's not to say to obviously treat your employees like your children, but to remember that, you know, there's a way that you can achieve the behavior that you want and rewards and recognition is a great way to do it. It Why do you think companies fail at it? Um, I don't think they, well, a couple of reasons. One, they try to keep it in-house. Um, I think for for a long time, and then it becomes because it is time consuming to run a, a meaningful rewards recognition strategy. It be, kind of falls to the wayside. So there is a time and place to keep it in house. I get that. You know, mm-hmm. I come from a startup world as, as well. Where, um, but at some point, uh, just because of the gravity of it, and if you value your team and you want to help take them to the next level. Invest in something that's going to help you automate that. And it's because I think it otherwise it'll fall to the wayside. Well, and why would you want to, if that's not your expertise, give it to the experts. Right. And let them, you know, show you Mm -hmm. what is on trend, all the data and research and show them. I just love that it's integrated into, it can be integrated into HR software. Because again, I cannot tell you how many rewards I never used because I had to figure out a new password to try and figure out how I could find them. So I love that there's that just ease of accessibility piece that's in there. Yeah. And I know I'm jumping all around here, so I'm so sorry. No, no, I mean, yeah, another thing I think you should look for outside of automation too is like, yeah, it takes a lot of time, but you're going to want to have like power of choice, which we talked about, which is hard to offer if you're doing it in-house. You're going to want some reporting around it. Again, we talked about ROI and data. There's a lot of things we can do with rewards and recognitions and data now. So you're going to want that. You're going to want some alignment to values and then you're going to want some psychology. So it's a fun product built in that people get kind of that release of dopamine like they do on Instagram when they get likes built into the software. So there's numerous components if you want a meaningful strategy. Yes, there's a time and place to do it inside, but I think um, once you get to a place where you really want to take it to the next level, um, I would look to other solutions out there. Yeah, which is what I, I mean, I would want that. I guarantee that the choices are just so much more limited or they just don't, I feel like they're not on trend. They're what you might've appreciated you know, five years ago, but not necessarily what you would appreciate today. Or maybe you picked a, an arrowbed last year and you don't need another arrowbed. Because I guess that is one of the things that I picked from a Herbie catalog. <laughs> and I think, I mean, that's, that's an interesting component too. I mean, we're looking at this concept of rewards and recognition. And a lot of the, the challenges or the failures that we see is not knowing your team. Um, and so we hear of the situation where the hearing impaired person gets an i an i like i or i iPhone, or that you hear of the person that you know recently gave up drinking for the month and now they get the bottle of wine. So there's like multiple components of this that are like oh they just kind of leave you shuddering, right. and it's something that you know does reverse things in terms of rewards and recognition. So it's 
it's something to look into and just be aware is know your people or offer some choices so you know they can select the as meaningful that. well and then you're able to give something that's appropriate so if someone is not able like if they took the month off they're abstaining from something that you're not looking like you're so disconnected that you're giving them a reward that's untimely or will never be used and i think that the question of what motivates you is something that not a lot of people get asked and they you know i think leaders just don't necessarily prioritize that as a as a question that you need to ask like hey dan like what motivates you to do a good job because oftentimes we think that it's something that is everyone wants the same there's one you know one size fits all approach and maybe they want to be recognized publicly with a card right that that's honestly one of the ways that i think about it they're like well either they want to do it publicly or they want to do it privately, but they don't recognize that everyone actually has unique ways of being motivated. We are so different as human beings. So the fact that we forget that is interesting, but I know I do it too. But yeah, absolutely. Like that, just that diversity, like why don't people ask that question? Or why do you think people struggle with understanding what motivates someone? Because I think that's why wishlist rewards is so great because you do give choice to the employee. So the employer doesn't have to try and play the guessing game. But why do you think people don't ask that question? Um, I just think it comes back to like just general leadership principles. To me, it's one of the, if, if you, the first things if I'm looking to build a team is I look to make what's important to my team important to me. It's such a foundational component because it shows, hey, what's what you're working on, what your time is also equally important to me. And that's automatically start building that relationship. And so, again, if we look back to the concept of, hey, these teams are, are so important to your business, take some time to get to know your people. Because that relationship is only going to help them bring another level of passion, another ingenuity, the creative skills are going to be more approachable. So it's going to have direct impacts to your business on just seriously ask them questions about, and it doesn't have to be, hey, when is this deliverable? Is how are you doing? How, what are you spending your time on these days? What can I help with? Is there right. any struggles that I can help remove for you? Right. Absolutely. Just checking in to see how it's going. Like, And even the simple questions of, how was your drive in? How was your weekend? Did you enjoy your lunch? What are you doing? Are you doing anything fun for like fun this weekend? Getting to know your people. I love everyone. You can tell I'm kind of obsessed with talking about this. Um, it's just something that I think is super important to people and connecting with their culture, with their, with what you want them to do with their strategy. What is your favorite trip or experience that you offer or option that you offer i know I, i'm putting you on the spot with oh, that good. one um i'm an adrenaline guy um so i really i had the opportunity to to drive a ferrari at one point so that was one of my favorite things is to get a few laps in on a ferrari f430 that's how fast did you go um not as fast as i'd liked <laughs> did it, what is it were you afraid no i had a guy sitting shotgun with me who had his hand on the emergency brake who was ready to pull it on my <laughs> <laughs> I had You're a like, chaperone that didn't okay. trust it. I don't know if you didn't trust my driving. Or... What could you have done for rewards and recognition <laughs> strategy exactly. to build trust in that situation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think that people could do better in terms of rewards and recognition, even in the moment? I know we're talking about like wishlist rewards is great. Like, is this a is wishlist rewards a point-based system? Is it a one-and-done system? I know it's not actually point-based because you said that it wasn't before, but how does it actually work? Like if someone was going to embed this program and actually have it, how do you work? Yeah, so we have a couple different programs. We have a reward side, which is that you can send out rewards for um, for performance-based, or we can integrate to your HRIS software and automatically trigger gifts based upon company 
objectives or birthdays or mm -hmm. anniversaries, whatever that may be. Um, so that's on the reward side of the house. We automate the kind of the reoccurring, and then we have spot gifting portals where managers or people can come jump in and reward for, for meeting certain goals or objectives. Uh, the recognition side of the house, uh, we actually got away from points and we did a bunch of research on across verticals and we found, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's a currency that is sitting in the ether not being used. And these new demographics that are becoming the predominant uh, demographic in the workforce, the, the millennials and Gen Z, they want to they have that thank you, not just because it's a currency, because it means something. They want to have that connection to the impact. They want to be able to pay it forward. And so that's how we crafted our recognition software um, is based around saying thank you. It's based around kind of doing some cool things with reporting. So we have like this, this blast feature where you can actually see heat maps of if you were to pay it forward to Christian, um, you can see kind of a, a heat map of your organization and how one job was actually impacted your organization. So that's a pretty cool feature. Whoa. Yeah. So if you were a manager or an executive leader that may not be as connected to your organizational pulse, could they have access to that? You could. Yep. You could. And I recommend it because it's an easy way for executives to spend, you know, hey, spend 20 minutes every week, jump in. You can see the good work that's happening in your organization. You can respond directly to that person. And it's done in an easy, easy way. So there's really cool things that we're doing with reporting. Uh, you can tag it to social. We're making it fun. You can add gifts. You can add photos. You can tag a video when you're going water rafting. And then you can also have your employer, if they'd like to share that on their social. So we're building just kind of an ecosystem of memories and stories that employers and employees are creating together. Do you have a favorite story? that you've seen play out that you can share? Are you we've actually, so recently we've had a couple get engaged on a wish list experience. They did a horseback. No way! Yeah, it was here in Colorado. It was up in Estes Park. and they I went, just went horseback riding there so a month ago. Was it you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we had a, a couple get engaged and they sent us photos and it was just, it was all facilitated on the wish list experience. So it was really cool to see how, yeah, we're creating memories, but also the impact we're having on, on these people's lives. Holy cow, that is an amazing way that, and because in what other universe would you actually see an employer be connected to an engagement story? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my employer was definitely not involved in my engagement yeah. story, nor my wedding, but they yeah. did give me a really nice wedding shower. But it, you know, it wasn't, there was, that's just such an interesting thing to me to know that there's a way that you get to break down those silos between you know, work and being a human being outside of it, that you're able to see someone as an individual. Oh my gosh, do you have more stories? I love these stories. Um, Give me one more. I'll just ask for one more as you're racking your brain. And I'm so sorry for not asking you for this. In no, advance. that's really fine. We had, <laughs> we actually had a family, this is, is, is a sadder story, but it turns out with happy ending. They lost their, um, they lost some of their house in a fire recently. And they had plans. So they had all these kind of saved up funds that they had to use on this Disney World trip to to put back into their house for the insurance claim and et cetera. And so their employer sent them a wish list and we coordinated a, a full end-to-end -end trip to Disney World with their whole family. Uh, we got them there, we gave them you know, passes, we gave them dinner, they were able to do Epcot as well. So they did the full oh my thing and we were able to facilitate that from their employer. So it's a cool story. Again, and it's, it's about these really life events that are happening right in front of our eyes because of a place where they wouldn't traditionally happen because it was you know, your, your plaques and your trophies. Now we're telling stories. Now we're part of life events. Oh my gosh. I, that was the first time I think I've teared up during the story. <laughs> <laughs> what a, wow. What a great gift to give someone, especially, you know, you bring up another time. It's not always just using rewards and recognition to, 
to validate a good behavior at work. It's using rewards and recognition to see if there are ways that you can help your employee when they're in times of need. Mm -hmm. How can you support them? Because if you truly have that culture where your people are first, your people are family. And Wishlist, I mean, it just sounds like there's that opportunity to really treat them like family. It is. And that goes back to you just making what's important to them important to you. And the ROI, if you see, if you if you make, if you invest in what's important to them, they're going to have your back and the loyalty that will be created for your company and for your team. Uh, I promise you that has ROI. Right. Well, as a, I mean, we could go in and talk about this as a millennial. There's so much of what a millennial wants in the workforce is to be seen, to have meaningful work, to feel connected to their work. And the more that you can reinforce that, the more likely they are to stay. So many people say, oh, millennials are just job jumpers. Well, they leave when they stop being rewarded. They leave when they are not challenged. And rewards and recognition are great ways to start challenging people to take on different things. So if you want them to stay, ensure that they have those opportunities for growth and reinforce it with some rewards and recognition that are meaningful to them. It's not that it's, we complicate it so much by just calling millennials job jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> like they just have different, they have different yeah. desires just yeah. because they were shaped and they were born in a different time and that's okay. They just have different desires. I, I totally agree. And we're looking at the things that they're wanting, I actually respect. You know, they get a, the demographic gets kind of a talk down to frequently, but they're looking to have an impact, which I respect. They're looking to do to kind of pay it forward and show, hey, it's not me, but if they have the team concept, which I respect, they're able to adapt to global environments and they respect people that think differently than themselves. I respect that. I mean, I could keep going. This this while the demographic does get talked down to frequently or at least questioned a lot, I think a lot of what they're challenging is really putting the concept from you know, kind of big organizations to people. And even if you are at a big organization, your center and your heart should be around your people because that's how you will find success. Right. That's the only way. I mean, I know that that's one of my passions for why I do leadership is because the way that you can make uh, an organization better, a community better, a family better, you know, insert whatever I wanted to say, but is by developing an individual and helping them be a better leader, whether that's bringing in love or bringing in the ability to see others that they have feelings, right? They're not just a product or a means to, you know, an end that there's a person behind right. that. And it's, it's pretty powerful. Right. Dan, I've really enjoyed our conversation, but I have one last question that we wrap up every single podcast interview sure. with. And that is, what is your leadership habit for success? Of course, you know, I, we mentioned at the beginning, um, I was formed in special operations community in a place where literally teams meant life or death. Um, and that's something I'm bringing forward with me today. I will never leave that. My team is my focus. So um, even being the CEO, if you think about the traditional hierarchy, you have the pyramid and the CEOs at the top and the specialists at the bottom. Um, my vision is completely opposite. And I draw it for every employee that starts at Wishless, I draw it upside down because my role is to work for my employees. That is my job is to remove roadblocks to help them do their best work of their life at Wishlist. Um, and that is my job. And again, it starts with making what's important to them important to me. Uh, so to me, it's around people, it's around servant leadership, and it's about helping your team to want to and inspiring them to want to create lasting change themselves. Right. Because everyone, you know, as much as people want to be seen, I truly believe that everyone actually wants to feel like they're adding value to something. We want to connect our worth to know that, yeah, I, I made an impact to my employer, to my family, to my friends. We all want that. That's us to be human. And I think sometimes, again, going back to it, we complicate things. But rewards and recognition are just a great way to 
I think for the resistors to just get them, the resistors of feelings, maybe even sure. too, yep. to get them familiar with being like, okay, like I, you did a good job. I want to reward that. And to the people that know that experiences matter, you know, rewards and recognition is just a great way to solidify that personalize it, find the best ones at work. But I love that you give, again, going back to it, you're customizing it in a way that makes it easier for employers to determine what motivates them because they have the choice or employees to determine what determine what motivates them because they have the choice for what they want. Any last things that we didn't cover that you would want to share with our listeners? I mean, I know that you operate right now in the U.S., but you are planning on a global expansion. So to all of our listeners out there, Wishlist Rewards will be in your neck of the woods sometime soon. Just keep checking on their website. But I know that's one of your plans, right? We are. Yeah, we'll be expanding internationally, predominantly the U.K. to EU within the next year. Um, and then my ask is really just take some time and go out of your day to, to put your people first. first. Ask them questions, connect to them, really show them that you're there for them. Because I, sh- I, I promise you what you'll see as a return uh, will be exponentially greater than, you know, the 30 seconds it took. Uh, rewards and recognition, again, what we're seeing is, is table stakes. I recommend finding a solution that works for your company, wherever that may be. Have a few key components in there and then use it. Um, because, again, building this building this team is going to be so crucial to your organization's success. Yes. And I'll leave the final note. If you do not have a rewards and recognition strategy you are likely not winning the talent game because that is one of the tools that you can use to retain your people because you're showing them that you value them. Dan, thank you so much for coming in. It was great to have you on the podcast today. It's a pleasure, Jen. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast with Wishlist Rewards CEO, Dan Casper. To find out more about Wishlist Rewards and how you can offer more meaningful recognition strategies, head over to enjoywishlist.com or find the location in our show notes. There you can request a demo for the wishlist software and learn more about how they're flipping the script on employee rewards and recognition. If you liked today's episode, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast streaming service.